Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Game Time with Manny. Uh, we are back again for another month. This time it is the end of March, and in this episode we will be talking about the internet sensation Stardew Valley. Uh, it came out at the very tail end of February, and it seemed to like take the internet by storm. Um, it kind of just blew up within the course of a couple days of its release. Um, and if you don't know what it is, it is basically a farming simulator, very similar to the old style of Harvest Moon games. So without further ado, it's game time. <laughs> Alright, so Stardew Valley. Um, like I said, it came out February 26th, um, and I guess I had seen a little bit about it prior to its release, but I never really paid that much attention, because um, the, the internet is full of all kinds of games nowadays. Uh, the, the games come out for everyone, and... People get excited about all kinds of stuff, so I, I didn't necessarily think it was for me, despite the fact that I uh, used to love old Harvest Moon games. Um, in recent years... Harvest Moon games have gone drastically downhill. After, like, uh, Harvest Moon Back to Nature on the PS2, I think, was when they really started to bottom out after that. Uh, there was one on the GameCube that was pretty good, and one of them on the Wii, I believe, was also fairly well-received. But, like, when I think of Harvest Moon, I think of Super Nintendo and the N64 versions. Um... So, it's kind of hard to explain Harvest Moon for people who don't know what it is, because when you describe it, it sounds super boring and tedious. And I, I guess to most people, it really kind of could be. Uh, it, it's odd. Um, I remember my first exposure to Harvest Moon was when I was very young, probably like uh, eight years old, I would say, I don't know, I'd have to look up when the original Harvest Moon for SNES came out, um, I got an issue of Nintendo Power at the store, uh, because my parents let me pick one up, and there was a guide in it for Harvest Moon on the Super Nintendo, and I remember poring over that magazine for days and days, weeks, uh, and I really wanted to get Harvest Moon, but nowhere around where I lived was selling it, um, and for some reason, whoever had rented it from the local uh, video rental store never returned it. So the box was always there, but I could never actually get it. So I, I never ended up playing it until I was older uh, on like an emulator. So, but but I did end up liking it. So so what what Harvest Moon is? I, I guess I just got to get right into it. Is it is literally a farming simulator. So you are a farmer. This this is in Harvest Moon. Um and. Your goal is to just plant crops and make as much money as you can. Um, there is a town uh, surrounding your farm where you go to buy goods and interact with the villagers, and you can get married to the villagers and stuff like that. And to, there will be festivals, so like you get to know the townspeople over time, and, and it's really interesting. Um, the characters all have their own unique personality, but they never really grow over time, which... 
that differs from Harvest Moon game to Harvest Moon game. Like the Game Boy Advance ones have get a little bit deeper into that. Uh, the N sixty four one definitely gets deeper into that. Like when you get married, uh, you can have children and and things like that. And the the villagers are all always really like quirky, kind of like cartoonish characters that all have quirks. Um, but the the main gist is you're farming, uh, and generally it's like you inherited the farm and you are trying to make it good again. I believe uh, in the original Harvest Moon it's because your grandfather uh, died and you basically... Or no, is it... Uh... It might have been that your grandfather or some family member left you alone on the farm to tend to it and then they come back a couple years later to check and they grade you on your progress and like that's quote-unquote beating the game. Uh, But it was always a very interesting concept and I've always been interested in games that have you building relationships with other characters and games that try to recreate uh i guess real life in a sense um not that harvest mood is necessarily like real farming but that is the goal is you wake up early in the morning you till the land you plant seeds uh every day you water the seeds depends what season it is what seeds you can get uh you can water themselves with a watering can refill the watering can you got to make sure that the land is clear so you got to get rid of trees you got to get rocks um if you have animals like you can buy chickens you can buy horses uh and you have to feed them hay every morning and if you don't they won't produce the goods that you need and it's all about basically just like kind of weird tedious work uh other than the interacting with people and for some reason, to me and many other people, uh, it's really satisfying. Um, I've always I've always been a big fan of Harvest Moon, and that's why it's. But it was a bummer to me when they kind of started to take a dive these past couple of years. Uh, there was a whole weird thing that used to be published by Natsume, and now there are two Harvest Moon competing titles being published by Natsume and Majesco because of all kinds of licensing weirdness. And and they all just, they're not very good now. Uh, not not at all. O- older ones are decent. So that is where Stardew Valley comes in. Um, so a few years ago, um, a gentleman with the name of Eric Barone uh, felt the same way I did and thought that Harvest Moon had taken a dive and he really wanted to see it make a comeback. And he got the idea for his own Harvest Moon-like game, Farming Simulator. Um, and he initially thought about publishing it on Xbox Live Indie Games, which I, I don't believe is still available or it might be becoming unavailable within the next year or so as of recording. Um which is like a weird indie game service on uh, the Xbox 360, and you can just put whatever games on there. And he thought about that, but his idea eventually grew in scope, so he no longer could really do that. Um, So he put the idea and the proposal up on Steam Greenlight, which is basically a portion of Steam where you uh, give a concept for your game and people vote on whether or not they would like to see that. And so it did get greenlit, and he decided to start work on it. Uh, and at some point during his development, while he started working on it, he was approached by the developer Chucklefish, who also published uh, Terraria, if you know what that is. It's kind of like a weird 2D Minecraft, I guess you could say. Um, and, and they offered to publish his final release because they were so impressed with the work he was doing. 
and he he obviously took that offer and he worked for four years on the game by himself dude programmed dude composed it he bug tested like he did everything one dude Eric Barone, and he goes, but he goes by Concerned Ape. Um, I, I I don't know if that's because he doesn't necessarily want his real name out there all over the place or something. Um, but like his Twitter name is Concerned Ape, and everybody knows him by Concerned Ape. Uh, in the games, like main menu, it's, it's it says the game by Concerned Ape, and it, it's really cool because it's it's crazy to think that now in modern times. A single person can program and make a game that is as deep and content rich as Stardew Valley. So it seems like the kind of thing that would be super niche for people who really liked Harvest Moon. And I believe it does appeal to those people, but this game blew up in a way that I... I don't know, like, the last thing I can think of blowing up in this way with such positive force behind it was Undertale, uh, but this game is a little bit different because it's not really super narrative-based, so it, it is like old Harvest Moon, um, you, but the, the, plot, the plot is a bit different, so you start off, uh, you're visiting your grandpa, and he's on his deathbed, and he basically gives you this letter and says, hey, don't don't open it until uh, you feel unsatisfied with your, like, busy city life. And so you're working for this terrible corporation, uh, Joja Corp, which seems like they're supposed to be the equivalent to, like, Walmart or Sam's Club or something. It's really weird. They're, they're kind of like a, a faceless corporation that's really big. And you're just working at a computer and you seem to be very unhappy and you open the drawer in your office and you pull out the letter and you open it and it's the deed to a farm and it's been a letter from your grandpa saying like hey man i i know what it's like to be run down by uh everyday life like i took up farming and it really it really helped me out i really love farming so you should do that and you do uh you go and you take over his farm um you go to obviously stardew valley and it is a little town inhabited by like uh i would say like 15 20 people ish that that, that might be high but is it's a it's a town and what i like about stardew valley is that it is it is like old harvest moon you till the land you clear the land uh with your tools your hammer you break the rocks your axe you break the the wood and you collect the wood because you need the wood to uh build fences you need it to upgrade uh your house and things like that um and so you still do like you you hoe the ground and you buy seeds from the local shop to grow and at the end of the day uh, if any crops have grown or you have anything you want to sell, you put them in the bin by your house and then a guy comes to pick them up and you make money the next day. And so like that, that is all like old Harvest Moon. So like if you liked original Harvest Moon on the Super Nintendo, if you liked Harvest Moon 64, this is definitely your game. Um, but I think Stardew Valley also improves upon the original Harvest Moon formula in some very meaningful ways. And one is that it's not just the farming. So, like, Harvest Moon can get boring very quickly. Like, you do a year in Harvest Moon time, and you're like, man, this this is going to be the same year in and year out. And you're not wrong. 
uh, it's just sometimes you can like upgrade your house or like a few new areas open up or you, you get to know the townspeople a little bit better. You get, you get married, you have a kid, stuff like that. Um, but Stardew Valley shakes that up. So there's not just farming. Um, you can also, uh, fish. There's a whole fleshed out fishing mini game. Uh, you can mine, uh, in this weird kind of like cave dungeon thing but you can also do combat which was taken over by there was a more rpg oriented version of harvest moon called rune factory i never really got too deep into that but that that had combat and farming as well Uh, so i guess this is kind of similar to rune factory in a couple ways but yeah there there's farming uh mining fishing combat and uh there's also you can forage so like uh harvest moon 64 had this like you'll just go out into the wilderness and there'll be like wild grapes and you can sell those and pick them up uh but you like level up each skill so like the more you farm the more proficiency you get with like a hoe and a watering can and you unlock like new things to craft which that's crazy there's crafting it it, it is a weird amalgam of so many things and nothing really feels out of place. It's just one of those things where it's like, Oh, like I watered my crops and it took a few hours, but there's still a lot of time left in the day. And in a regular harvest moon, I would just go talk to the girl I liked, try to give her a gift and then go to bed and like waste like 12 hours or something insane. But in Stardew Valley, like you finish that you can go, uh, talk to the townspeople. It's good to talk to them once a day so you can get your affection with them up. Uh, and then you can like give people two gifts a week. So you can try to do that to get their affection up more. Um, you can go shopping, you can go mining, uh, and it's kind of like Animal Crossing a little bit too. There's a museum, and while you're mining, you can find things that the blacksmith can break open, and then you can donate to the museum. And the more you donate to the museum, uh, you get all kinds of rewards from the guy. Uh, you can actually get furniture and like decorate the inside of your house, kind of like Animal Crossing. It's just like it's a very content-rich game, and it's the kind of thing that you don't see a lot from like even a major studio so it's still i i can't reiterate enough it's crazy that this game was made by a single guy and it has so much content in it um but i think the thing that really impresses me about stardew valley the most is that it takes the town to a new level so like we'll take the original harvest moon for example uh there are like four marriage candidates, right? You you can only be a dude in the original Harvest Moon. You can only be a male. And there are like four uh, female candidates for you to marry. And the one I would always go for is Anne. This, this is really weird that I still remember this. Uh, her name was Anne and she has red hair and she would work at the tool shop. And so she would only like certain things. Um, and so you would find out what that thing is. You would give her that thing every day until she got enough hearts that you could give her a blue feather, and that would mean you were proposing, and then once, uh, obviously, if you had enough hearts, she would say yes to your proposal, and then she would just come live on your farm and, like, kind of lose all personality, uh... But what's weird about that is most of the villagers barely have a personality to begin with, I guess, in the original Harvest Moon. Like, you they have quirks like they're cartoonish characters to the point where it's just like oh Anne is like the tomboy who likes making tools and like that's it like that's her personality 
there isn't more to that. And Stardew Valley gives a personality to every single person in the town. Crazy levels of detail, and they actually, like, tackle real-world subjects that I wouldn't expect to see in a game. So every character in the game that you are acquainted with has a 10-heart scale. The more you get to know them, the more their hearts fill up. And uh, So, like, they each have their room in their house, right? You can't get into their room to speak with them until you get to two hearts, so you kind of got to go around talking to everybody, giving everybody gifts at first. And once they're all at two hearts, it's a lot easier to access them. Um, but as you get to certain heart increments, I think it's two, four, six, and eight, and I had ten also, so I think every two hearts you get an event with people, uh, and they'll just show up like as you go in their house or something like that, and they're kind of full-blown cutscenes that let you in on the life of each of these people, and there, there are a few that I have seen that have stuck out to me the most, um... And I, I guess I'll tell. I guess I'll tell you about those. Uh, so there is this girl, Penny. Um, she is one of the courtable females in the game. Which, which actually, before before I go any further, I got to say this. So you can play a guy or a girl in Stardew Valley, um, and you can court anyone. So like, there are, I believe. I I, mean, I know I'm going to get this wrong because I didn't take notes like I thought I was going to. I think there's. Four uh, single men and four single women. And regardless of your gender, you can get with any of them, which I think is really cool and really inclusive for everybody who is going to possibly play the game. And I I think that's a great option. Uh, But anyways, there's this girl named Penny, who's one one of the single people. um, And she lives in a trailer uh, with her mother. And... Penny's really sweet. Like I, I like Penny a lot. Uh, she, she teaches. There's two young kids in the in the town, and she teaches them every day. She like took it upon herself to tutor these kids and make sure they get the education that they needed. And like she's really sweet, um, and she's always teaching these kids. But sometimes you'll just see her sitting outside, and she'll say really, really depressing things like. Uh, like, if it's raining, she'll just be sitting out in the middle of the rain, not even really under a tree or anything, and she'll say, like, ah, oh, I like the sound of the rain on the trailer roof, and, and and just odd odd things like that, or just, like, I just want to be outside today and things like that. Um, and so it was the other day I was playing, and I got to I probably her, like, six-heart event. Uh, you go into her house, um, and she says, oh, like, hey, Manny, Ah, the house is a mess. It's always a mess. Like, I wish I... I'm trying to clean it up. And you you can offer to help her, uh, which I did, because why wouldn't you? She's very nice. And she says, oh, cool, like, thank you for helping me. And her mom comes in while you're helping, and she starts to get very angry. Uh, and she is ashamed that you are in there and saw the house the way it was and she thinks that penny is uh telling everyone that she's a bad person and you find out basically that penny's mom is a drunk um she goes to work uh as a bus driver and then she just gets trashed afterwards and that's a hard thing to deal with as uh for penny because obviously her her mom is basically an alcoholic or it's 
implied that her mom is a heavy drinker and most likely an alcoholic and is having an issue dealing with that. Um, and like, it's backed up. Like you can go to the saloon in town every night and her mom will be there and she will be pretty hammered. Uh, and it's just one of those things that you're like, wow, like this is in a video game and it's, it's, it's cool because like, that is a real thing. People deal with that issue. I know people who have dealt with that issue. Um, and it's a tough thing. And it's one of those things where like video games generally tend to deal with a disaster on a scale that is unrealistic. Like to take, take anything, for example, like in Zelda, uh, you play as Link and you're trying to save the entire world. Uh, in Mass Effect, you're saving the entire galaxy. It's just like, it's always some greater conflict. It's never a small, realistic thing. But this game has that in spades. And I think that's really cool. Uh, another one I can think of, there's this dude Shane. He works at the Joja Mart. So Joja has uh, the corporation that you worked for in the beginning that you hated. They have a store there. And they are trying to take away the business from the locals and trying to buy out the land. And it's crazy. There's a whole, like, the the big guy coming in and taking out the little mom and pop shop type thing going on. It's, it, it gets pretty it's get pretty deep in there. Uh, but this guy Shane works for Jojo Mart, right? Because, I mean, he, he does, it's a job. He needs money. Um, and he's very unhappy. Dude is, dude is unhappy. Like you tell, you talk to him in the morning when he goes to work and he's like, why are you talking to me? Like that's like his exact dialogue. And, uh, he'll never talk to you. Like you'll go to the saloon and he'll basically tell you to like, Hey, fuck off. And even if you can get into his room, like he still doesn't really want to talk to you. Uh, but as you, as you go, you get the hearts with him. He opens up and his hit me in a way that I, whoa. That was like, man, video game, you're getting pretty real here. So you <laughs> you happen along him in this open field, uh, and he's out on a dock in a pond, and he just is getting trashed. He's out, he's out there drinking, and he invites you. He says, like, hey, do you want to sit and have a drink with me? And you're like, yeah, sure, because uh, I want to get to know you better. And he just starts going off. I wish I had the screenshots here in front of me because I took screenshots of every one of these pieces of dialogue that he said. Um, and he just started talking about like, hey, have you ever felt like you're in this like deep, dark hole that you can't really get out of? And the only thing that you can do to make the pain go away is drink. And I was like, yo, video game, what are you even doing? Like, that's too real for me right now. Like, dude is legitimately depressed, and it is, it's so sad, but like, it, it's just, I can't iterate enough how cool it is that this game has scenes like that, and I, I, they're not all like that, okay, like, those those are just two really depressing examples that I can think of, because, let's face it, real life can be depressing sometimes, uh, but there are also cool events, like, I, in the game, I chose to get married to Haley, who is the kind of, like, uh, preppy stuck up girl for some reason that's what I always go for in most of these types of games uh, and so I I ended up going for her uh, you find out she's into photography uh, her event when you're dating is you guys uh, make out in a dark room which that's pretty pretty cool 
uh, but like you, you get to, you get to know the people individually. Um, there's I'm, now I'm just gonna list off a bunch of events. There's this dude Shane, or not Shane, uh, Sebastian. Sorry, I already talked about Shane. Sebastian. He looks like a he looks like a freaking emo kid. He uh, is a programmer and people don't understand what his job is because he works from home and people think he's dicking off all day and he's upset about that uh but he opens up to you about it um there is this girl abigail you go inside her room and she has a super nintendo and a fucking picture of chrono from my favorite video game chrono trigger in there uh i should have married her to be quite honest with you because she likes chrono trigger so she's my kind of girl uh, but, like, Sebastian has a picture of a Harvest Moon guy in his room. Um, th- there's just all, like, minute details in their rooms and things like that that make them real people. Th- for fuck's sake, Sebastian had a bong in his room until one of the most recent patches, uh, <laughs> which I think is really funny. I-, I I haven't found out why that was removed. I assume it's just because it's controversial for the sake of whatever but i I think that's great that he had a bong in his room Uh, people smoke weed i mean that's happens in real life but it's weird because i've been talking about this real life aspect of it for so long that it like it is a game you are you're a farmer and you're trying to make your money you can cook, you can craft, you can do all this stuff you can level up those abilities in a skill tree and it's just it's it's a cool game and what i think is cool about it is that this the people feel like real people that you want to get to know they're not just like cartoony caricatures like everything in harvest moon was uh and on top of that you have like actual gameplay improvements over the original harvest moon like i said all those things you can do craft still got the animals you can get uh you can you can breed slime. You you can go to a desert, and, and it's like cool because you unlock new areas as you go. Uh, so like it's ever changing. It's in Harvest Moon. Like I said, the first year you've seen you've seen it all. You know the people. You know what they like. You've seen all the festivals, and that's it. That's all there is. But in Stardew Valley, like as you progress uh you unlock more things so the main way of progressing to unlock more areas is there is this rundown community center uh and you find out that there are these weird little uh sprites in there they're like these weird apple men they're called like junimos juman junimos juminos something like that little apple dudes and they ask for stuff only you can see them obviously because i mean that's kind of like the harvest sprites in the original harvest moon but they're little apple guys and they they ask you for stuff and if you bring them that stuff uh they will eventually like repair areas of the town so that you can get to areas that were previously inaccessible so like uh you fulfill one of them and they repair the bus and once you get the bus you can pay to go to the desert so you can go to like a harder dungeon get better minerals uh, you have access to a whole new person a new shop it's cool and like the game expands over time people change things happen and all the while there's this struggle with uh joe and how they're kind of trying to take control of the country life and things like that uh but the whole overall goal to be real honest with you is after two years are up you meet with your grandpa's ghost and he rates how well you did which like that sounds really stupid but it's a thing. Like he he comes back and he says, "Hey man, you farm life, huh? 
7 out of 10. I, I, I don't remember what his rating scale actually is, but it depends like how much money you've made over the two years. It depends how uh, friendly you've been with the villagers, if you got married, if you had a kid, if you upgraded your house, how many animals you have. It's a whole algorithm. Um, and it's one of those things where normally people would stop playing after those two years, but it's one of those things where there's so much to do uh, and so many little things you can uh, try to accomplish that it's fun to keep going. And what I think is really great is Concerned Ape is still going on the game strong. Like I said, he's one goddamn person. And I swear to you, it, I, I ended up buying this game a week after its release, right? Because I kept seeing stuff about it. I kept seeing people being like, yo, this game is so good. It's godlike. Like, you gotta play this game. You gotta play this game. And so I finally just was like, you know what? I'm getting it. And I was started playing the game, and I was like, man, one guy made this. I went to his Twitter. I can't. I like. I can't make this stuff up about this guy. He sounds like he's fake, right? Because of how awesome he is. Most people would launch a game, and they'd be like, I've been working ten hour days on this game for years, and it's time for me to take a break. No way. He was on Twitter. People were posting bugs, and he was like, oh, I'm fixing this right now. And he was back in the game making patches. He put out, like, two patches within a week of the game's release fixing major bugs. He's added features since then. He's added a zoom feature so you can, like, see more of your farm at a time and stuff like that. That's crazy town. He has made it so, like... It was like Harvest Moon, where when you get married, your wife kind of loses all her personality, and she just, like, sits in your house, right? He's made it so that they go out on Mondays, they'll uh, and, like, f- socialize with people. Um, they have different dialogue, they'll, like, make you breakfast now, uh, they'll help you out on the farm and stuff like that. They'll have, like, kind of unique dialogue, and, like, that's really cool, uh... He's just changing it, and I, he, is, he says he has plans for making multiplayer, which, like, if there's multiplayer Harvest Moon farming-style game, like, sign me up. We can have, like, a four-player co-op farm. I will be all over that shit. Um, but, yeah, I, that, that's all I really got to say. I, I can't stress enough how cool it is that one person made this game, and that it improves upon an old formula in meaningful ways. So, like, a lot of the times, a lot of these indie games that end up blowing up and being kind of popular are just capitalizing on nostalgia. And they just give you more of what you remember as opposed to improving upon the original concept. And I think that's something that needs to happen more often more games like stardew valley need to happen and i think with the current environment uh it is happening like i mean games like undertale happened right like that blew up in a crazy huge way and like this game came up and blew up in a crazy huge way just uh, like what like a year later almost uh it's crazy how many little developers are able to make passion projects like this now and they can actually make a living off it you know what i mean like he's sold last time i checked like 500,000 copies of this game it costs 15 dollars a pop and he makes a majority of that back so like let's say what steam takes like a five dollar cut off the top of that if he made ten dollars a game like dude's rich now right 
And so he's probably made a lot of money off this game, and he's still out there trying to patch it because he loves it. Like, this is his passion project. And I, that's great, man. I I hope that there is something I love that much someday that I can be that passionate about. Well, I I mean, I'm passionate about video games, but you get what I mean. Like, that's, that's a whole new level. And so thank you, thank you for listening to me ramble about Stardew Valley and my love for old Harvest Moon games for about a half hour now. Uh, this has been the 14th episode. I very much appreciate uh, everyone who listens. And I have to say, as I do every episode, that our theme song is the song Sting Operation by the band Hanamanaguchi. Very good chiptune band. You should check them out if you get the chance. Uh, but until next time, I will see you later, guys. Peace out. <laughs>